When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? Great. How about yourself? I'm swell. I uh, watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade last week. Me too. Saw Cher. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny enough, she was on the show. She actually got the she. I, I thought it was unusual. Uh, I realized that we're talking about Thanksgiving, which seems now like it was a million years away. But it's about a Christmas song, so continue. Right, she sang uh, the lead single. DJ, play a Christmas song. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, but she was basically at the very end of the parade, right before Santa, mm-hmm. or at least the presentation of it's Santa. It's the Mariah slot. Continue. And I thought it was unusual. She sang the entire song. Yeah. Not everyone gets to sing the whole song. And I think she did part of it live, too, because mm. I think, no, seriously, a lot of the people on the, the floats can't do anything but lip sync because of the motion aspect. I swear to God, there were some live elements of that. Because uh, she stayed in one place. She was on the, um, like, kind of the stage, had dancers. I don't think it was live at all. <laughs> I loved it, though. Oh, I, that's that much I know. It, it was it was great. And so did Flavor Flav. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, what, his second year at the show? Oh, I didn't know he was there last year. I just think of him as, like, following Taylor Swift around on the Eras Tour at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Jack Harlow hits number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Lovin' On Me, how Dolly Parton scores her highest charting album ever on the Billboard 200 with Rockstar, and how Mariah Carey and Brenda Lee jet back into the top 10 on the Hot 100 with their evergreen holiday hits, All I Want for Christmas Is You, and Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Which of them will top the Hot 100 this year? Will Winter Wonderland about that question in just a moment? Wow. Uh, Also on the show, we'll be taking a look at the return of Billboard's seasonal holiday 100 chart, which ranks the week's most popular holiday songs. So what can it tell us about what recent songs could be considered new classics in the holiday canon? Who might join the ranks of such familiar favorites as All I Want for Christmas is You and Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree? Well, we'll dive into all of that and uh, look at some chart numbers in just a few minutes. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up, on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Jack Harlow's Lovin' On Me lifts to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 a week after it debuted at number two. The song becomes the rapper's third number one. 
It drew 23.6 million streams, which was up 6%, 20.8 million radio airplay audience impressions, that's up 71%, and it sold 11,000 downloads, and that was down 10%, and all of that is in the week ending November 23rd, of course, according to our friends at Luminate. The song actually entered the week previous at number two. The single scores a second week at number one on the streaming songs chart, holds at its number two high on the digital song sales chart, and debuts at number 32 on the radio songs tally. Do you Are you familiar with the, the sample in this song? It's um, apparently by Cadillac Dale, the song Whatever. Do you know that song? I don't think so. Why do you want to play it for us? Kind of. Just because I'm when I listen to the song, I'm like, oh, this is obviously a sample. We're just gonna we can do whatever, whatever you wanna do. I am one You don't know the song? Yeah, there it is. Loving on me, baby. There you go. Yeah, I so, don't know that. That's the song that it samples, but it's very like the sample is prominent throughout mm. the whole song. Great song, nice work, Jack. Oh, well, good, good finding that uh, that song that you could uh, use for inspiration. <laughs> well, he, I read an interview where he said that the producer sampled that uh, song and then sent the beat to him, and Jack Harlow was like, send that to nobody else. I'm I'm going on it right now. Aha. Uh-huh. And he obviously had good instincts. He, he, he was loving on it. <laughs> well, Harlow achieves his third Hot 100 number one following First Class, which was number one for three weeks in 2022, and Industry Baby with Little Nas X in 2021. Next up. Two holiday classics return to the Hot 100's top 10 as Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You rises 17 to 4, and Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree re-enters at number 8. Straight into the top 10. Yeah, the former has hit number 1 in multiple years now, but the latter has so far peaked at number 2. Could it be Brenda's year, Katie? <sighs> it's a tough juggernaut to go up against, but it does feel like... That we're not the only people having this conversation, and and I think that others. Yeah, Brenda's having this conversation. <laughs> well, the team Brenda's definitely having this conversation, <laughs> but I feel like others are interested in in sharing the the Christmas gifts, spreading them around under the tree a little bit more. I don't know so. if Mariah is. Yeah, I don't know. Mariah's literally the only one who isn't. She's <laughs> like, darling, it's mine. <laughs> we love you, Mariah. Obviously, Queen uh, of Billboard. Yeah, que- Queen of the charts, <laughs> Queen of Christmas. But maybe Brenda could be the prince of Christmas for one I week. I think so. Why, on. One one week. One week. Just let <laughs> let her have it for one week. I think she should have held off on that music video and made a bigger deal of it like when things really Brenda kicked Lee. into gear. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we mentioned in on last week's podcast that Brenda Lee made a music video for Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree and <clears throat> I think if she had maybe saved it when people were in full Christmas hype mode and then had gotten full coverage you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if maybe. We'll never know. Maybe if the music video had been like sort of more m- momentous. Mm. Is that a word? What if she'd gotten Mariah to be in the music video? 
the Mariah remix. I, <laughs> so then Mariah could still be number one. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it can't be a remix. Again, once again, you can't like you can't remix something and have it it can't combine with the old version from like 70 million years ago. Anyway. Also in the Hot 100's Top 10 this week, Tyla makes her first visit to the Top 10 with her breakout hit, Water, which, uh, I'm trying to think of a pun. I was going to say, no pun for this one? <laughs> which, <laughs> which flows for 15 flows. to 10. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. <laughs> it rushes. Rushes. <laughs> mm, there we go. Uh, lastly, over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Drake's For All the Dogs jumps back to number one, or barks back to number one. <laughs> no, uh, let's just stop. <laughs> for, for a second week atop the list, rising four to one with 145,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S. in the weekend of November 23rd, and that was up 102%. You might be wondering why it had such a big gain. Well, all of its units were driven by streaming activity, and a lot of that activity was driven by the album's deluxe reissue on November 17th with six new songs, and that new deluxe edition was dubbed For All the Dogs, Scary Hours Edition. I actually thought Drake was going to drop a Scary Hours EP, but he fooled me and decided just to deluxe his Yeah, album. I was going to say, I, don't, I think a lot of the fans thought that too. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe they changed their mind at the last minute. Because, I mean— uh, Maybe. I, th- I don't think if you had just taken those six songs and made it an EP, mm. it wouldn't have been number one. Mm. So maybe maybe someone was like, do you want a top ten or do you want a number one again with For All the Dogs? Right. And I guess maybe—I don't know. I'm theorizing. I'm just conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's not a thing. I'm theorizing. Not a word. <laughs> theorizing was right the first time. <laughs> sure. All right. Meanwhile, Dolly Parton's rock star makes a splashy debut at number three on the Billboard 200, scoring The Legend, her highest charting album ever, and only her third top ten. I'm very surprised by that. I continue to be surprised by that because Dolly is an icon, and you'd think she would have had more uh, top 10 albums right. on the Billboard 200. Of course, she's had lots and lots of success on her country charts, but in terms of the all-genre Billboard 200, it's not quite the same sort of success. She previously visited the top 10 with Blue Smoke, which was uh, a number six hit in 2014, and Trio, which was her collaborative effort with Linda Ronstadt and Emmylou Harris, and that hit number six in 1987. Now, Rockstar launches with 128,000 equivalent album units earned in the weekend of November 23rd, and of that sum, album sales comprise 118,500. That is Dolly's biggest sales week for an album in the modern era, meaning since Luminate began electronically tracking sales in 1991. She more than doubles her previous biggest sales week, which was notched in 1993. 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, when Slow Dancing with the Moon sold 50,500 copies in its second week on the chart when it rose 54 to 19 on the March 20th, 1993 chart. Now, we talked about her performing at the Cowboys game last week, and now that performance has happened, and she came out in a Dallas Cheerleaders costume. She, it was awesome. She was, she was, it was a sparkly bodysuit that was like flesh colored, so it was like a like a, uh, a, a, what do you, what would you call it? Like an, a nude illusion happening for her yeah, midsection? Yes, it's like. But her legs were, I think, I don't know if that was a bodysuit. No, I don't think so. And she literally, I mean, she's just like surrounded by, you know, 20 year old hot women with their midriffs out and she, she hung in there with them. She looked incredible. It was amazing. She was great. She did, it was like a six and a half minute uh, set. She sang a, a, a medley of Jolene. Uh, nine to five, 
and Queen, uh, We Are the Champions was and, in there. And I think didn't it end with We Will Rock You? Sounds right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the other way. Maybe around. it was just We Are the Champions. <laughs> I definitely heard We Are the Champions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, congrats to Dolly, and uh, what an amazing uh, debut for the star-studded rock star album. We didn't even say who has been on the album, but if you've listened to the show in the previous weeks. Oh, yeah, last we, week we talked all about it. Yeah, we've Go talked check about, it out. We've talked about it, now we're done. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Billboard's seasonal Holiday 100 songs chart returns this week, and it ranks the week's most popular holiday songs in the U.S. and will continue to be compiled until the first chart week of January. So the chart's rankings are based on the same methodology used to make the all-genre Billboard Hot 100 chart each week. And while the chart features all the oldies but goodies we've uh, memorized for decades now, like the aforementioned All I Want for Christmas is You and Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and also songs like Bobby Helm's Jingle Bell Rock and Wham's Last Christmas, the chart has its fair share of, you know, relatively recent holiday songs, at least recent in so much as in the world of holiday music, anything less than 20 years old is essentially modern. Yes. Uh, since so many holiday standards date back to the 1940s and later. So we thought we would take a look at some of those more recent songs and see which, at least in terms of sustained popularity over the years, could eventually stand alongside Mariah, Brenda, Bobby, and Wham in the upper regions of the chart. How are we doing this, you might wonder. Yes, I'm wondering. Well, we are looking at this week's Holiday 100 chart, dated December 2nd, 2023, starting from the top of the list at number one, and looking for any songs that are less than 20 years old, and at least five years old, and that have spent multiple seasons on the chart. So in theory, that should give us a list of relatively recent songs that not only have proven to be popular for multiple years, which points to a possibility they may retain that popularity in the coming years, and they are also old enough to have had their initial newness wear off, because oftentimes a new song will have a successful initial chart run, but will fall out of favor after just one or two years. Okay, so with all of that out of the way, Keith... What songs qualify for your very complicated matrix that you've set up for this week? Yes, well, you know, (laughs) charts people love making things complicated. Well, first up, we have Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree, which re-enters at number nine on the Holiday 100 this week. The song was released in 2013 as part of Kelly's first holiday album, Wrapped in Red, and it was written by Kelly Clarkson along with Craig Kirsten. And the track has been on the Holiday 100 in every season since its release and continues to be popular year in and year out. On the all-genre Billboard Hot 100, the song has so far peaked at number 12, and this week re-enters at number 43. I have a feeling it could eventually hit the top 10, perhaps even this season, and if it does reach the top 10, it would give Kelly her 12th top 10 on the Hot 100. Oh, that would be very cool. And also, this is one of those songs that even though it's new, 
really embodies the classic sound of Christmas songs with the the wall of sound it, like Phil Spector. It evokes All I Want for Christmas is You. It does. As, as well as sort of the classics. Well, it makes me think of Darlene Love songs from, you know, the 60s, it's like, 70s. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, does it, you can put Rudolph and a bunch of snowy things and a snowflake and Santa The coming production down. on it is just really good. It's very warm, very delightful. Also, I understand why this is a perennial favorite. It also helps that you have, you know, Kelly Clarkson's voice. And too. Greg Kirsten. <laughs> and Greg Kirsten. <laughs> Adele's go-to, Greg Kirsten. All right, next we have Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me, which re-enters the Holiday 100 this week at number 12. It was released in 2014 as a standalone single and written by Ariana along with Ilya and Savan Kotecha. The song has charted on the Holiday 100 in every season since its release, and it reached number one in its first run on the chart during the 2014 to 2015 season. And on the all-genre Hot 100, it has peaked at number 12. And this, to me, is the new Santa Baby. It's kind of like a like a cute little sexy Santa song. It is, but it, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like it's sort of... You know, too over. No, it's the not line. as and it's not as sultry as Santa Baby is, but um, it, I don't know. It's it's cheeky. It's cute. It's some. It, it's one of those songs. Like sometimes you just don't know because everyone puts out standalone Christmas songs, a little EP here and there. You never know what is actually going to pop. Hit. And this has. But yeah. you could probably go back over the past ten years and the iTunes and Apple and Spotify are littered with songs by pop stars yeah. left and right. Originals, and, covers, what's going to pop like a chestnut in the fire? And this and this <laughs> one, this one just has that magic something. It sure does. All right. Next up on the Holiday 100, of those songs, less than 20 years old and uh, at least five years old with multiple seasons on the Keith's chart. Com- complicated Matrix. Continue. It's trademarked. <laughs> We've got Michael Bublé's cover of the classic It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, which re-enters at number 15. So that was the first track on Michael Bublé's first Christmas album, which was called Christmas. Hey, Cher. <laughs> Which was released back in 2011. You know, someone is telling these artists, like, look, just call it Christmas. That's, that's what people are Googling. That's what they're searching for. They're that's searching Buble Christmas. Like, Cher Christmas. Like, the metadata shows we need to make it simple. Keep it simple. Don't call Can it be a very Cher Christmas no. or something? Don't call it, you know. Cher's Christmas album. Don't call it Shermas. Cher, oh, but, oh, oh, somebody definitely suggested mm. that. Okay. Um, and this song has charted on the Holiday 100 in every season since its release, so far peaking at number 8 in 2021. And on the all-genre Hot 100, it has reached number 20 also in 2021. A quick side note on this song. As Keith mentioned, it is a cover. And yet, when you search the song, what comes up is, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, a song by Michael Buble. Like, come on, people. This song has been around since the 50s. That's what Wiki tells you? Yes. When you, well, no, I'm saying when you like search, when you do a Google search, it is considered a Michael Bublé song. Obviously, there have been lots of different versions of it. Uh, Perry Como, I think, was the famous one before Bublé's came along. Is that true? Uh,. Uh, yes, Perry Como had a big one. Bing Crosby recorded it back in the day. Apparently, the Fontaine sisters also had a hit with it. 
uh, well, true enough, Perry Como and the Fontaine Sisters with one Mitch- version. Mitchell Ayers and his orchestra, uh-huh. their version re-enters the Holiday 100 at number 22 this oh, week. Oh, well, there you go. So people do still play that song, Johnny, not just the Buble version. Johnny Mathis's version is number 55 yes. this week. Bing Crosby's friend, version. Friend of the podcast, Johnny Mathis. Friend of the podcast, Johnny. Friend of the podcast, Michael Bublé. That's right. And Bing Crosby's version re-enters at 65. Wow. So we are talking about three different versions of the song on the current chart. Four. Four? What was the fourth? Oh, Johnny Mathis, four. Yeah, we, wow. got, we got Bing, Perry, Johnny, and Bublé. So this is just a classic. We need we need now like a virtual AI-driven mashup of those four. But this is the math that has to go into like deciding, you know, covers versus originals, et cetera. Like, you know, Michael Bublé could not have had any idea that his version would become the definitive version 10, 12 years later, the one that would be the highest on the chart each year. Well, let's not let's not say definitive. OK, the current like the you current know, reigning sort of. Yes. Version of that song, because there are so many Christmas covers. It's wild that this one again popped like it did. You know, it's, uh, you know, that's why these are classics and they can be, you know, redone by artists of different generations and styles. And also Michael Bublé has the right kind of voice for this particular song and, and arrangement. In fact, he has other songs on the chart right now, does he not, Keith? Well, indeed he does. Uh, there are multiple older Bublé tracks that fit into our qualifications this week on the Holiday 100. But we're going to only highlight his highest charting song, which is... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, how many Michael Bublé songs are there actually on? Hey, Keith, how many Michael Bublé songs on there are there on the 100, oh, Holiday 100 this week? Well, uh, there are... Uh, six. That is quite a few. Anyone else who has that many? I don't know. Bing Crosby. I don't know. Frank Sinatra. I don't know. I don't. I, I <laughs> You're don't like, know. I can't tell you I that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it at a later Christmas pod. All right. Next, we have Justin Bieber's Mistletoe, which re-enters the Holiday 100 at number 40. This one's written by Justin, along with Magic's Nasri. And, Friend of the podcast. Yes, indeed. And Adam Messenger. And the song was the lead single from Justin's first holiday album, Under the Mistletoe, released in 2011. The song has visited the holiday 100 in every season since its release, and it hit number one in January of 2012. And that reflected the tracking week at the very end of 2011. Uh, it was probably around Christmas week. On the all-genre Hot 100, the song debuted and peaked at number 11 in 2011. Ooh, just missed the top 10. Very cute song, and when it came out, it was right in the thick of all those songs, like the the very Jason Mraz-sounding strummy little songs, uh, Lucky and uh, maybe kind of like Love Bug by Jonas Brothers. All that was all around that same period. It hit a real sweet spot. Cutesy, strummy, guitar-y, like folksy, sort of. But this is my moment, real quick, to get on my soapbox and say, the Boys to Men song on that Justin Bieber holiday album, it's called Fa La La. Oh my God, that is my favorite. Please listen to that. Maybe, uh, maybe you may enjoy the Boys to Men Christmas album. I think it's called Christmas Interpretations. Oh, I am all like about Boys to Men Christmas. 94. Their Silent Night is so the harmonies. Well, oh, I mean, gorgeous Boys to Men's harmonies and their were vocals. built for Christmas yeah, music. Yes, I mean, just all those all those incredible uh, vocal groups uh, from that era. Yes. and beyond, of course. But come on, Boys to Men can also sing the phone book. Also, people are like, <laughs> "What's a phone book?" Never okay. mind. They can, they can they can sing wiki. Yeah, is there that, you go. Is that the new expression? <laughs> they can sing TikTok. <laughs> they, they can sing the TikTok. All right, well, let's close out this list with a fifth 
title. And, you know, there's going to be other songs that are on the Holiday 100 that fit our criteria. But these are the, the highest five. and fit the criteria. Uh, also backing out multiple Buble tracks. So uh, we have Gwen Stefani's You Make It Feel Like Christmas featuring Blake Shelton, which re-enters the Holiday 100 this week at number 44. And we actually had Gwen on the podcast as a Christmas guest previously to talk about this project. It was released in 2017 as the lead single and title track from Gwen's first full-length holiday album, and it was written by Gwen and Shelton and Justin Tranter Friend of the podcast. and the late Busby. The song has hit the Holiday 100 in every season since its release and has peaked at number 34 uh, last year. So uh, it seems to be increasing mm. in popularity uh, every year. So it has yet to actually chart on the Hot 100. Really? Really. Uh, could this be the year? Maybe. I mean, I think that uh, the thing to mention about this one is that I'm sure it's getting country airplay mm, because yeah. it's an easy one to just tuck right into the format along with, you know, not on a, you know, exclusive Christmas channel. You know also, what I mean? Also, what's notable, I think, about these five songs that we counted down, four out of the five are originals. Yeah, that's what I, the Buble one stands out as like, it's like hmm. how did he do that with a cover? Because it's Michael Buble. Because it's Michael Buble. And then the other four literally struck gold where people have tried, as we've said multiple times, to write a new Mariah classic. And uh, these four might have actually done it. I think the Holiday 100 is, you know, if you're trying to, if you've had enough of all of the pre-programmed playlists that the various streaming services Create wonderfully, mm -hmm. but if you know you want to have like a different view, and maybe you want to see like truly what are the most popular songs, visit the Holiday 100 on Billboard.com. You can peruse through it, maybe compile your own personal playlist for your Create holiday your gathering matrix. You don't have to go by Keith's matrix. Yeah, you can use the <laughs> Billboard matrix. Uh, okay, so for the full rundown, please hit Billboard.com/charts for the Holiday 100. All right, well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. And it's a quiz, Katie. Oh. So, Katie. Oh, Christmas quiz, Katie. Christmas quiz, Katie. Yay. Katie, which of these songs that contain the word Christmas in their song title have not reached the top 10 mm. of the Billboard Hot 100? Okay. Your choices are Earl Ives' A Holly Jolly Christmas, Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song, Merry Christmas to You, Darlene Love's Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, or Wham's Last Christmas. Which of those four have not reached the top 10, at least as of this recording, on the Hot 100? I think the answer is the only one of these people who have been on the podcast. Is that true? <laughs> is it Darlene Love? It is Darlene Love. I thought so. Christmas Baby Please Come Home uh, has so far peaked at number 15 as of last January. That's when it peaked? Wow. Wait, yeah. as in like... January of this year or January of last year? January of 2023. Oh, wow. So the first... So you, in you, January. Usually, well, no. So it's the chart dated the first week of oh, January, right, right, right. which the, is covering the, the end of December. All right. So, but good for her for it to peak. Man, so what is it going to do this year? It might go top 10. Ooh, I hope so. So um, just to quickly recap, Burl Lives, A Holly Jolly Christmas has peaked at number four, and that was in 2020, but it hit the top 10 for the first time in January of 2019. I remember that. Nat King Cole hit the, uh, actually has reached uh, number nine uh, this past January, and that was the first time it hit the top 10. And Wham's Last Christmas uh, peaked at number four so far this past January, but it reached the top 10 for the first time in January of 2021. So Nat King Cole is my favorite Christmas song. So there you have it, a little uh, quiz, Katie, about 
literal Christmas songs <laughs> in the top 10 on the Hot 100. Love it. All right, Katie, uh, any parting words? Well, I think Darlene has transitioned to performing uh, Chris's Baby Please Come Home on The View every year now since Letterman went off the air. She also, um, have they aired the NBC tree lighting? No, it's this week. Well, she and Cher are performing oh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home does together. Does Cher have that song on her album? Yes. So you she know, does. Do you know With the, Darlene? Do you know the history behind this? No. Okay. So, by the way. <laughs> Quick we've, history lesson. By the way, we've reached the end of our big show. <laughs> so... Uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home was originally recorded by Darlene Love for the Phil Spector A Christmas mm-hmm. Gift to You compilation album. Cher sings backing vocals <sighs> on the original recording. Gasp. Cher covers Christmas Baby, Please Come Home on Cher's new Christmas album, and it's a duet with Darlene Sounds Love. Sounds like we're going to go out on this song so that people can get a taste. So, And you get to see it on the NBC tree lighting. And thing. I will. And we're going to go out on it. <laughs> see you guys next time. Bye. Please, 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 please.